Welcome to the Noble Warrior Podcast. Here is your host, Mike Frazier. Hey everybody, Mike here with another episode of Noble Warrior Podcast. We just wanted to thank you for dropping in and spending some time with us and listening to what we have going on the show for today. What's up everybody? June 20th, 2021. It is Father's Day. Happy Sunday. Happy Father's Day. Uh, happy June 20th. Hope you guys are doing good, doing well, staying safe, staying blessed, working on that mindset, working on those bodies, uh, working on the, that fitness, nutrition, changing things up, doing things differently, one bite at a time. Hey, it's Father's Day. So I wanted to share a little bit of stuff with you guys for Father's Day, maybe help you uh, bring a different perspective on life um, and, uh, you know, kind of get you thinking out of the box a little bit over these past couple of days, past couple months, actually, I've been doing a lot of reflecting on my own life and my father, my childhood and me being a father. Now, um, there's so many things that are imperative as we're children, as we're going, growing up, as we're learning, as we're developing. And that ties over so much into who we are as adults, you know, later on down the road. You don't even realize it. We don't realize it until way later on down the road. And sometimes, you know, we get, um, we get to the point where we're saying, you know, dang, it's, you know, it's too late. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't have all that or this happened to me and I can't take that back. You're right. You're right. And you're wrong at the same time. Um, I mean, just realistically looking back at it, you know, it's, it is, you know, too late. You can't change that, but it doesn't have to have such a negative impact in your life. And I wanted to share my story and try to explain things that I went through in my life to maybe help with your life if you've gone through some things. Because I know there's some people that have had some traumatic childhood events going on in their lives. I know I'm not the only one. There are some people out there with way worse childhoods than I have. And that's scary. That's terrible. And uh, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. But if you're here listening to that and you went through that, I'm proud of you. That's amazing because you made it through and that's tough. And those are, like I was saying, those developmental foundations as children, as babies, you know, as toddlers, as young teenagers, as teenagers, young adults, we have to have those. And if we don't have those, we're in a state of survival or we're in a completely different state of not being aware, not being um, in, instilled, not having that stuff instilled in us to grow and to mature properly and to think properly. And then, you know, oftentimes we always get to a point where we're defensive. We are, um, you know, standoffish. We are, you know, recluses, lone wolves by ourselves. Um, we don't think the same. We don't have uh, trust. You know, there's so many different aspects that affect people with traumatic childhoods versus people with loving families that are growing. And not to say that there's people that have those, you know, great picture-perfect families that they don't have issues and struggles themselves. I'm not saying that. But the chances are higher 
that those people are going to be more successful in life and they're going to be able to uh, progress and think through things differently than the people with uh, traumatic events. I know firsthand because I've been through traumatic stuff and I talk to people all the time and we, I share stories and, you know, I listen to input from other people and, you know, it's, it's different. It's a, it's a different mindset. It's a a different understanding, a different belief, Um, you know, structures, values, all of that stuff is completely different. It's not bad. It's not always bad, you know, and like I was saying, just because they go through those things and they think differently, doesn't mean bad things happen. I'm not saying that. And I'm not trying to take anything away from that. And I'm not trying to glorify that, you know, people that have had a terrible childhood, that they're, you know, better because of that. I'm just clearly stating that there's a huge, significant difference between the two. So here's my story. As a child, I grew up, um, you know, in a in an abusive home and it uh, it was tough. I wasn't aware of that because I didn't know any better, you know, from birth till five years old. It was um, thinking back on it now. It, it was a struggle. And I have vivid memories of being a little baby that I don't think most people have. Uh, I remember instances and situations and scenarios that are like still pictures in my head with like so much information. It's um, it's kind of hard to explain. And before I get too deep, I really want to point out the fact that talking about my dad and before he passed away, I was able to have a great relationship with my father. I'm so thankful and so grateful that I was able to actually have that in my life. And I was able to text and call my dad and talk about things and, you know, share, you know, insights on who's going to win the football game and, you know, who's going to win this fight and what are you doing this weekend and what are your plans? You know, I, I, I cherish those times and, uh, you know, I often look back at my phone and looked at the texts for many years after he passed away. And, um, you know, I, I just, it hurt, it's painful, but I remember back when, you know, I didn't have that and there was none of that. And it made me even more grateful, more thankful for that. So, um, my dad definitely changed. Uh, you know, he was completely a different person from when I was first born to, you know, later on in life. And I think that says a lot for us as humans, for expectations, um, you know, for um, judgments as we look at other people or we even look at ourselves and we see someone who's like, man, how could you be like that? You're terrible and you just give up on them. I know I've I've done that. So um, this is a prime example of so many different aspects of life that, you know, you can change. People can change. They can become better. Um, You can mend relationships. Things don't have to be terrible. Um, so I digress. Uh, growing up, uh, you know, my father struggled because uh, he grew up the way his father taught him. And his father grew up the way he taught him. And, you know, there was a lot of alcohol involved. There was a lot of abuse involved. And uh, not to say that that's just okay. I'm not um, making an excuse by any means. But... It helps me as an adult later on processing things understand differently. It gives 
allows me to have a little bit more grace and understanding instead of just being so mad and have a chip on my shoulder and resentful and bitter. You know, it allowed me to have some some understanding and some 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 love in my heart to uh, be able to forgive because there were some things that they didn't have when they were growing up, you know, so it's just a chain reaction. So as this, uh, you know, childhood growing up, my first five years uh, when my dad and my mom were together, he was a very abusive alcoholic. Uh, he struggled with uh, being unhappy and he, he didn't know any different. That's just his thing. And, um, you know, there were multiple times where he, uh, he beat my mom really bad. Uh, he beat me uh, as a baby. Uh, one of my sisters, there was a there was a lot of abuse in the house, and my mom got tired of it. So you know, she tried, and it didn't work out. She wound up uh, getting a divorce with my dad, and my dad uh, he didn't like that. He didn't want that, and he knew that he had a kid with her. And he didn't want to be stuck with child support. So uh, he wound up, there was a situation, specific incident, incident where um, me and my mom and my sister were in this car and we were going somewhere. My dad wasn't around at my grandma's house. And we're in the car, we're backing out of the drive and we go to pull up at the stop sign. And then I was in the back seat, the back right seat. My sister was in the back left seat. My mom was driving. And that was all of us in the car little blue car. And, uh, this motorcycle comes flying through across the road and my dad comes, uh, smashing in through the window, hit my mom's like a flying elbow. And I remember like, looking up and seeing this motorcycle flipping and all this spraying up all this dirt in this, uh, this field that was right next to it. It's bending lot. My dad comes flying through with his windshield and like hit my mom super hard. My sister jumped out and my mom looked back at me and she said, get out, honey. And I couldn't get out. I was like, I was frozen. I, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even move. And I seen her bloody face and he pushed her to the passenger side of the car and he took off. And I don't know where we were going at the time. Uh, looking back at it now, I know exactly where he was going, but I just knew he was going fast and it was really scary at that time. And I was five years old. So, uh, we were driving and, um, he was taking us out to the desert. What exactly his motives were, I'm not sure, but uh, I think he was getting ready to office. He was getting ready to uh, get rid of us. He was he was drunk and uh, he wasn't he wasn't in his right state of mind. So we're on an Indian reservation, and he uh, we got pulled over by a cop that was uh, not an Indian reservation cop. It was a uh, it was a local police department cop car. I remember that. I remember uh, being excited and scared. I had no idea what was going on. Uh, the cop car stopped behind us. My dad stopped. He got out of the car. He asked my dad to get out of the car. And uh, he got out of the car. And that was it. The cop came back to our car, asked my mom if she's okay, if she can drive. He said to go home, uh, get looked at, and uh, don't worry about because this man will... He'll never hurt you again in his life. I don't know if that was a guardian angel. I don't know what it was because you don't normally see regular cop cars going on Indian reservations. Um, I talk about it with my mom and she had never really 
walked through that with me as a child or as an adult. I brought that up to her and she was shocked that I remembered all that. But I have all those vivid memories in my memory bank that, you know, I've had and played over and over and over in my life. And that was just one scenario. So uh, fast forward, I think it's just a couple of weeks. My, uh, my dad got a hold of me. There was no altercation. There was no anything. He just took me. And that was it. Like, I, I, I don't remember seeing my mom, a lot of people in my family for years. And I guess he wound up telling my mom, wrote her a letter saying that we're somewhere in the United States. Don't come looking for us. I didn't know that. I didn't really understand that. I just knew that I was away from, you know, the rest of my family. Uh, he met up with another woman. Uh, he got her pregnant. Uh, they wanted to get married. She was super abusive, alcoholic. Uh, she did terrible things to me. Stuffed me in a burlap sack, locked me in closets for days. Uh, I had to drink an entire bottle of palm olive dish soap as a little kid. And I remember um, puking and like pooping up blood for a long time. Uh, I wasn't allowed in the house for certain times. Um, summertime was pretty miserable because I never really got to... Uh, I never really got to stay in the house unless it was time to go to sleep. And I never had a room. I always slept in a closet or uh, somewhere else. Life wasn't really the greatest as a kid, but I didn't know any better. I didn't understand anything. I just, it was just me. Every time uh, I woke up, I just wanted to get outside and play because that was, that was a time that was good. <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't know any better. So, uh, you know, I, I, it, it had been years, you know, five years that, you know, I, I really seen many people in my family. And, um, I know that there were certain people in my family that helped out. And, uh, a little bit after that, I, I did see some of my family, other people in my family helped take care of me. But, um, you know, my mom and my dad were, uh, they weren't really there. I didn't understand that as a kid. And I didn't really process that until I was getting older as an adult. So fast forward a little bit, I'm um, 10 years old and my dad catches his, that the evil stepmother, as I call her, <laughs> he caught her, uh, you know, beat me pretty bad one morning before school. And, uh, I tried to tell him, I'm like, you know, this is happening. And for, for whatever reason, I don't know if he didn't believe me or if he just didn't want to do anything about it. Uh, he saw it firsthand. Um, I went to school that morning. I came back. And uh, she was gone like she always did because uh, they would fight. She would leave, take take the, you know, my, my brother and sisters, you know, from her and uh, leave. We go constantly go to find them. So I was constantly going to different schools, constantly being in different environments. I think there was one year I was I went to like three different schools. So I was always a weirdo. I was always a dude with holy clothes and holy shoes. And uh, I didn't look right. All the hand-me-downs. So it, it was difficult. And uh, that day I came home from school, I knew we were getting ready to go back and follow them. When I was 10 years old. I, I told my dad, I don't want to do it anymore. I want to I want to get out of here. I want to go live with my mom. Although I didn't really have communication with my mom. I didn't know what was going on with that. So that night we packed up. I had a black plastic trash bag full of dirty clothes. And that was it. And uh, we mobbed back. From where we were living up in uh, in Washington, drove to Arizona, 
and uh, he gave me to my mom. And uh, I started living with my mom and my stepdad. She had just got married uh, to this guy. And I was like, all right. And I kind of restarted my life from there. And they took really good care of me. And I went to school. I had a normal childhood, you know, from that point on. And I think it changed the dynamic of me being a child at that time because I had it pretty good. Even though, like, we lived in the projects and we lived in tiny little apartments, I felt like we were rich at that time (laughs) because I actually, you know, I had clothes that fit me. You know, I was able to eat. I had a room. Um, I didn't have to sleep on the floor. You know, life was good and it was, it was great. So I was able to, to maintain that. And I was extremely grateful for that. Uh, and I didn't really ask any questions. I just figured that was normal part of life. And it wasn't until I got later on as an adult, um, my big transition from the military, um, getting medically discharged, a lot of stuff started falling apart for me and I didn't really understand why. And my emotional intelligence absolutely um, was not there. I was just continually in a survival mode. And I didn't realize that. Then I started asking questions and then I kind of became angry and bitter and resentful, um, you know, in my early uh, adult years. And then I stopped, you know, stopped talking to my mom. I didn't talk to my dad. Um, things Things were weird and I was just alone. I figured that's, again, that's just, that's just what I need to do. But it really wasn't until I started wanting to, uh, make myself better and understand my emotions and process my emotions that I really started going through things as a childhood because, um, you know, that was a scary place. I didn't want to have to deal with that. I I just learned as a child, as a baby, as an infant to just, you know, keep going, keep moving. And, uh, don't process that, you know, you just need to survive. And if you do that for your entire life, man, it, it changes your dynamics. It changes your chemistry. It can't changes the way you think, the way you act, the way you do things, everything. So, you know, I started going back and I started having, you know, more of a dialogue with uh, my father and, you know, he asked for forgiveness. I asked for forgiveness as well, you know, because of my hard heart. And, uh, you know, I really started to you know process things differently. And when I had my son, uh, I knew that, uh, you know, he did things differently than I did. It might not have necessarily been the way that I would have done things. I don't understand fully, you know, what was going on in his mind for certain aspects and periods of his life. But, you know, I'm alive still. Uh, whether it's, you know, the best way of growing up or not, you know, I'm still alive and those hard lessons and those tough things that I went through, um, you know, they made me, uh, they, they made me who I am today. And it made me be able to understand certain aspects that maybe I wouldn't have, if I would have had just an awesome life, uh, you know, I would have been just taken care of and spoiled as a kid. Who knows? I, I, I don't know, but you know, given what I have and the life that I've been dealt, uh, given my life to Christ, it really opened up my heart. It really opened up my eyes. And then understanding emotions, understanding how to deal and process with those emotions really helped me understand and see 
all of that bad stuff in life really didn't have to define me. It didn't have to make who I am. Um, I realized that I wasn't an alcoholic. Uh, so much of my life had been ruined by alcohol and drugs, and I wasn't even the one doing it. Uh, so many people have passed away and died, and um, you know, just terrible traumatic events had happened because of all of that stuff, and I wasn't even the one doing it. But it, it impacted my life, so it made me more aware of the things that I do the people that I'm around, how much that impacts me and how much that affects me and other people in my life. So I really started working on my mindset, working on my heart, working on forgiveness, working on all these things. I had a great relationship with my father before he passed away. And, you know, I was able to spend time with him, see him, hang out with him. And um, when he passed away, it was hard. It, it was it was difficult. But again, uh I was at a point where I had already seen so much death in my life. I had seen so much chaos and um, I was kind of at that time when he did pass away, I was kind of numb to a lot of stuff and I was still processing everything. But the more I mature and the more I grow and the more um, uh, emotional intelligence that I gain in my life, I just, I really appreciate, you know, those small little details. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm I'm thankful for getting beaten. I'm not uh, making uh, an excuse for you know those other people that did those bad things to me. That's not okay. But you know it it made me who I am right now, and it made me appreciate life, and it made me want to understand you know the things that I do affect other people. You know, my son will never have to go through that. You know, uh, my children and you know, my friends and everyone else, they'll never have to go through any of that stuff because I won't, I won't go down that road. I'm not going to let that happen. Now there's other aspects that, you know, I'm getting involved with in life and doing, you know, I, I might be, you know, uh, hard headed with certain things or stubborn with certain things. And that might affect different aspects of my life. But, you know, as I'm growing and learning and maturing, I'm becoming more aware of all those things. So needless to say, um, you know, for Father's Day, it's it's imperative for me to be able to celebrate life. Uh, I don't want to be bitter and angry at anything in my life anymore because it just it robs my life. So I choose not to do that. And you know, I wanted to celebrate um, my uh, my father's life. His birthday was just a couple of days before Father's Day. Today's Father's Day, so you know, I, yesterday I went out and made me a. a a drink, um, and a cigar. And I just sat there and just kind of chilled out and I was thankful. I was grateful. I went through a bunch of memories, good and bad. I let them to flow. I let my emotions flow. There were some tough things. You know, I cried a little bit, but I went through it and I went through that journey because he was worth it. He's worth it. You know, um, I'm worth it. You know, my son's worth it. People around me, they're worth it. Being able to process that and go through that and allow those things to happen. I'm so thankful that I can be at that point in my life to be able to do that. It was difficult work getting there, but getting there was awesome. And it, it, uh, it made it worth it for sure. So I don't know if, uh, I could give any advice, you know, if there's anything that I could impart into you, you know, if you had a rough childhood, I'm so sorry. And, um, you know, you didn't deserve that as a kid. And, 
you know, I hope that you can find it in your heart to forgive those that, you know, may have done some bad things to you. And I hope that you find it in your heart to understand that, you know, those people that were doing those bad things, they're hurt too. And um, it's hard to see that, especially when you're going through it. You can't see that because you're, you're so, you're so busy dealing with the actual event, you know, going through it. You're scared, you're hurt, um, you're tired, you're mad, you're angry. All of those emotions, they're, they're not normal childhood emotions that you should be going through and nurturing. So, you know, we kind of, we kind of get short, short, uh, short handed on that aspect in life. And we have to make a choice. We can either just not want to deal with it and not grow and not progress, or we can start dealing with things right now and do that hard work and go after it and start making it better. How can I make it better? How can I do this differently? How can I think of that differently? That way it doesn't hurt you anymore. That way it doesn't affect you anymore. That way you're not doing that to anybody else and your lineage down your chain that you're, uh, you know, your family tree. You're not passing that down. I broke the chain in my family. Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely proud to say that, you know, giving my life to Christ helped me out in that aspect that, uh, you know, he's a chain breaker. And because of that, I'm very thankful and I'm very happy that my son never had to go through the things that I went through. And, uh, you know, it makes me realize now that sometimes as a parent, you have to make some hard decisions. And sometimes as a parent, you have to do things, um, you know, that are difficult. I have to, you know, my son lives in um, Oregon. I live in Virginia. It's very difficult for me because, you know, I'm way over here and he's way over there. But I couldn't take him away from all of his family, his, his, uh, his mom and her husband, they're amazing, great people. We have a great relationship. We co-parent very well. And, uh, I'm so grateful for that. And, you know, her family is amazing. They have a big family and how selfish would it be of me to take my son and bring him all the way over here where I don't have any family. I didn't move over here with any family. It was just me. And, you know, I, I, I struggled with that and, you know, I still do. Because it was a tough decision, but I, I scrounge up money every year to get my son to come out. I fly him out here and we hang out for a little bit. I'm getting ready to fly him out here again. So um, just because I can't be with him doesn't mean that I'm not going to be with him. I call him, I text him, you know, we play video games online. Um, you know, obviously it's not the same. It's not the day to day that I get to hang out with my son, but I make it happen. I make those attempts and I make those efforts because, um, you know, I want him to see that. I want him to let him know that I'm thinking about him all the time. I'm, um, I love him. And just because I'm away from him doesn't mean he's not a part of my life because I didn't have that. So I'm instilling and doing the things that I didn't have because that's what I would have wanted as a kid. So, you know, change that mindset, change that perspective. Just because you can't be there right now doesn't mean that you can't do something. You know, be there with your kids. I know there's a lot of deadbeat dads out there. There's a lot of deadbeat moms out there. And, uh, you know, if you are, I hope you hear this and I hope you, something changes in your heart to, you know, make you want to try, you know, it, it's not going to happen overnight, but you know, the more effort you get into it, the more effort and the more stuff you're going to get back on the backside of it. You just got to keep doing it. You got to keep moving forward. So I know this is kind of a, a heavy, a heavy message, um, for Father's Day, but uh, I think it's very important to be able to understand, you know, 
that there are so many different aspects of people's lives that you might know, not know about that they're struggling with something, you know, as, as one day that might be super happy for some people, it might be a very sad day for other people because they don't have their dads or they had terrible experiences as, as a child, or they're struggling with things as a, you know, as a father. So, you know, I'm just, uh, I'll be thinking about you. I'm be praying about you today. Um, I just uh, hope that you go through this day celebrating life and start changing your perspective. Start trying to look at those things that can not only make you better, but make everyone else uh, better and understand love and forgiveness because that was huge. So again, thank you guys for hanging out with me today. Thank you for listening. I hope you got something from this. Again, uh, I I don't want to put anything bad or negative out about my my you know my pops. Uh, he went through life, he did his thing, and you know he changed. And I'm so grateful that he did. Just like me, I went through life. I would I'm doing some stuff. I, I did some stuff, and uh, all of it's not great, uh, but all of it's not terrible. And, you know, I'm changing. I want to get better every day. And I'm not I'm not perfect. I'm not better than anybody. I just want to be better than who I was yesterday. That's a mindset that uh, that will take you a long way. It's been helping me out a lot. It's one bite at a time. Be where your feet are. Be aware and start working on those things. So again, thank you guys very much. Happy Father's Day. God bless. Stay safe and uh, keep crushing it. Take care.